Welcome to What's Eric Eating? Culture Map's bi-weekly look at all things Houston bars and restaurants. I'm your host, Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. This is the Thursday show where I have an in-depth conversation with someone in the food world that I think is worth knowing. My guest this week is the owner and founder of Gin Design Group, a design firm that does restaurants and a whole bunch of other stuff. Jin Braverman, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Just uh, staying inside. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, welcome back. Uh, almost a little bit tongue in cheek. You were, you were like one of the very first guests in 2017, and then you came back on in 2018, and then it's been five years. So it's it's been a long this this visit has been a long time coming. But I'm I'm glad you're you're doing this with me today. Well, it's a good time to be on because there is so much going on. I'm excited to talk about it all. Well, yeah, I think that's a that's a great place to start this conversation. So catch me up on the last few years of of Gin Design Group. You know, how is how has your business evolved, particularly kind of coming out of the pandemic, right? As as you know, this incredible wave of new restaurants has just been opening in Houston the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic was really interesting for us because, you know, Texas and Houston in particular, I felt was far more insulated from the effects of the, the, the lockdown than other places. And we had about, I like to joke, it was like four to six weeks of like, like a freeze, like in a like sitcom where someone walks in the room and everyone freezes. And then it was like, and everyone just started and just went back to work. Like it, it, it out of nowhere, it just was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't going to shut this city down, like back to it. Everybody's projects were like, well, okay, let's just keep going. Everything seems like it's going to work out. And, you know, thankfully it, 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 it did in that regard. Um, so yeah, we had a, you know, a lull like everyone. Um, and then it was business as usual. And, uh, there was a, it was one of our busiest, like after post, like that first six weeks, it, that, that was one of our busiest, um, seasons yet. So it was kind of, kind of crazy. My friends in other places, New York and LA in particular, were just like, wait, what, <laughs> what's happening in Houston? Yeah. So, it, the, the, those concerns lasted a lot longer in more liberal states, right? Like it, it became once the decision to shut down became political and not sort of a health decision, different, different people experienced it very differently, but, but, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get too into the weeds on that, but, right. <laughs> but, but talk to me about like, like when you're meeting with restaurateurs now, like does, does everybody want a patio now? Like, are there, are there certain things that have changed in the way people approach restaurant design? No, um, not really. Uh, it's, it's funny. I was just eating at this new restaurant in LA and I was, my elbow literally was touching the elbow of the table next to me. And I was like, gosh, even Houston isn't this desperate for space or this, <laughs> you know, this proximity. Uh, I was really I was really shocked because, you know, L.A. has been so um, careful. Uh, so, yeah, no, um, it hasn't uh, it hasn't really had much carryover effect. Honestly, I think it's it's back to business. And, um, you know, I think with this heat wave, people are considering how their patios, you know, can function um, in a in a incredible hot box, um, of a summer. So yeah, considering, you know, better shade and, and, and more fans and, and how to enclose it and condition it, I think is probably in the very near future is going to be one of the, the bigger concerns with this, uh, little global warming spike we're having, which hopefully isn't 
anyway, we could get into that too. But yeah, um, we, we we're not we're not doing that either. But, we're solving all I, the world issues here through design. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's um. So yeah, I would say that's that's probably a consideration. Um, but yeah, I think uh, really, you know, um, even the restaurants that we've opened recently that got started during COVID are are you wouldn't know to look at them that they you know that 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 was when they initiated like. Um, two that come to mind were the Limbar and late August, or, sorry, the Limbar in June um, by Kin uh, were two that kind of po- kind of late post COVID to into our current era. And they both, they both feel very, I think, uh, warm and, and homey and, and, and community uh, there that, you know, we didn't have to make too many accommodations. Um, so yeah, that, uh, that kind of, that kind of, kind of put that to bed. Yeah, well, I'm actually I'm glad you you brought up the Limbar because I did want to kind of talk about some of your more recent projects and and that one really stands out because it you know not only is it David Cordua's childhood nostalgia, but you knew him growing up and so you know you have your own kind of memories I think of the of his of his grandparents' house that that inspired part of that design so so talk to me about that I mean what was it like kind of working with someone that you've known for many, many years and kind of having that, that level of understanding of what his vision was for the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, David is, is he's very creative, you know, he's creative with his menu and he was very, very much a part of the creative process. And that's my favorite part of designing chef driven concepts is, is, and, and, you know, concepts where the owners are, are engaged and they have a dream and, and manifesting that is, I mean, just throwing together a beautiful restaurant is like, I could not, not, not bragging, but like, I could, I could do that in my sleep. Anybody probably could with Pinterest and AI and everything, but like really pulling details from someone's past or someone's dream and vision and and putting them into a space with, you know, real storytelling component, um, you know, that isn't super typical uh, is, is, you know, it's the most fun thing. And David, David made that really fun. He had some wonderful, um, uh, also childhood friends and connections that help manifest, you know, some of these details some of the artwork. Um, and it was, it, it was just a really fun collaborative effort. Um, it, it's trying to think of, of specifically, I mean, um, working with some local artisans, uh, flora culture with the, all the plants. Um, he, his friend, uh, his childhood friend, Vernon Caldera is a, an artist who helped bring in like the surrealist touches. And then um, our, our uh, specialty finish person, Carissa Marks helped manifest the floor and all the um, beautiful plaster work and the, the details on the bar. So it was just a, a real um, creative community effort, um, which, you know, I think, I think it really pays off to have, have the collaborative nature, you know, ha- have a few different parties working on it. It it gets very dimensional. Yeah, and so and so, talk to me about June too, because that's a, a very different looking restaurant. Obviously, it's 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 pretty simple in its in its approach, but it kind of puts the the focus on the food from from at least from my perspective as a diner. For sure, and that's a great example of you know it, it not it not being about us. Like if you look at our portfolio, we really don't want the restaurants to look like quote something gin design group did. It's really, it's about, it's about the chefs and their dream. And and I've known Evelyn for a long time as well. And then working with her and Henry 
you know, they knew what they wanted and, and we worked really closely with them as well. Um, and local artisans to kind of collaboratively pull that together. And like the decor in there too, Evelyn put, did a lot of that herself. You know, this was stuff that she had and she had a vision for and brought in and, you know, it just, I don't know. It, I think, I think it, it all folds together really nicely. Um, when you have the, when you really have that, 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 manifestation of the vision i don't know i don't mean to keep going on about it but it's it no is no real- no no i think it's good <laughs> but i mean that is kind of a strange space right because you've got that you know it was a popsicle store right so it it had never really been set up for dining you've got that kind of main dining room off to the side the entryway that you did the bar and then they kept that open kitchen so yeah and you know it's weird because i've eaten there in all the different spaces you know as you do um but sitting you feel like it should be a, a bad seat sitting at a countertop facing a wall but that was that's one of my favorite places to eat is sitting in the bar area facing into the kitchen and just watching them work it's such an amazing process and view and you're watching them plate and and it's i don't know i i really enjoy it there but yeah the space was it was a little tricky but definitely seen worse um it 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 was bright and airy and it supported this kind of like vaguely south american tulum vibe um that that uh that they wanted to have or sorry vaguely asian um slash tulum vibe <laughs> that that kind of came to life there so it 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 worked you know just bringing in lots of plants and soft textures and it supports the food like you said the food is um not not so specific that you can put it in a category it's definitely like a little bit of a little bit of everything so i think it gives it a nice neutral backdrop you know i i did want to know you've been doing some stuff that's not restaurants and i, and I did want to kind of talk about them for a little bit uh can we start with the bungalows at la column door this, these like uh kind of large well not hotel suites i mean they're they're kind of standalone but yeah um that's still one of my favorite projects um they needed they needed to refresh these um garden apartments and they decided by they I mean the Zimmermans they decided to do it along with the hotel remodel and so um we we got in there and you know each unit had its own kind of personality as 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 they do um in these older places um so we we took our design vision and kind of modified it unit by unit to make it cohesive, but still give each unit kind of a unique personality. And, um, you know, we did all custom furniture. We, we remodeled the bathrooms and the kitchens. And so they, uh, supposedly they're, they're one of their best selling, um, product offerings as far as, as room types go, because they're, um, you get, you get a huge space. I mean, it's, it's literally the, you know, one and two bedroom apartments. Um, so you get a huge space with a kitchen and massive bathroom and, um, beautiful big bedrooms and, uh, all, all the custom furniture we designed and had made. And, um, so yeah, that was, that was really fun. And, um, that's actually, uh, led us to doing some more hotel work. We, um, did the, all the all the furnishings for the Hotel Lucene in Galveston, which will be opening hopefully pretty soon. Um, and then we are working with a group doing a resort in Bolivar, which has uh, just barely kicked off. Um, so that'll be a a new amenity for the Gulf Coast. And yeah, so we're we're really um, 
We have a couple other hotel proposals in the pipeline right now that I can't really talk about, but that are really exciting. And I think if there's one place, one space that needs a lot of attention in Houston, it is the hotel space. And luckily we're, we're getting some better options coming in with the bunkhouse stuff, but yeah, it's definitely the existing hotels could stand to uh, be a little more exciting. <laughs> How is designing for hotel rooms and, and hotel spaces different from restaurant design work? Um, well, you know, it's funny because with restaurants, you don't get to play with bedding and, and, you know, um, I don't know, it's just, it's just kind of more of a, a little more of a blend of residential and commercial when you're in hotels and, and we have, and still on occasion do residential. We just keep that real quiet because, um, it's not, it's not really our, our specialty. Our process is really locked in for, for um, hospitality, but, uh, but it is fun. It is fun to kind of play with, with different elements that we don't get to, um, touch as much in restaurants. And it's exciting because, you know, in the same way that restaurants are so fun to design because people daily see and appreciate the work and, and the environment that, that they're celebrating something special or just getting out of the house, um, you know, as a, big fan of staying in boutique hotels and noticing all the touch points, you know, getting to design and, and, and dream those up. Uh, it's very satisfying. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's different cause it's more elongated and there's more, um, there, there's a more diverse array of touch points, I guess, but, um, it, it's the same in the sense that you're really considering what you're doing from a guest perspective and how it's gonna, you know, your design decisions affect their, their experience. Well, and then the the one other thing I, I want to ask you about is I know you did some VIP suites at Toyota Center, which seems like totally off the off the board for you. <laughs> um, yes and no. You know, they're like little mini concepts. You know, one is a green room and one is a sneaker suite. And so they're really just like they're so tiny that it's like every little thing you do is it has to be impactful. And um those were done in a super, super quick timeline. Um as prototypes for other suite um, users to model, you know, if they want to create a custom suite, they can, they can model them after these. So, so these are, we're, we had a, we had a great time and, and um, we, we make use of them quite often, but uh, they're definitely a prototype and I would love to do more and have more time and, and more budget and like really, you know, see what kind of wild thing you can do in such a small space. It's like, it's almost the constraint of the size makes it every every little thing you do makes it so much more important. So let's let's move on to sort of current projects. You 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 started to say late August a, a couple of minutes ago. I know I know that's when you guys are building. What are you what are you working on right now that you're that you're allowed to talk about that, that's been announced? I guess right. Yeah. There's there there are a few things um, that we can talk about, but a lot of them we can. Um, the uh, yeah, late August, I think uh, very appropriately should be opening by late August. And uh, we're really very excited for that one. Um, the ION is such a, I don't know, it's such a cool building to be bringing up for Houston and having a few spaces in there has been really cool. Um, the, uh, of course, no nos any minute now, any minute. <laughs> Oh yeah, I want I want to ask you about that. Uh, but keep going. Talk talk about a couple more. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. We're working with Opie Amosu uh, 
for his first brick and mortar for Chop and Block um, location to be announced, but we're so excited to be working with him. Um, he's such a big thinker and he's so engaged in the community and, and um, he's bringing this incredible uh, food festival to the post. I don't know. I'm sure you've seen that. Um, yeah. I, I saw that flitter across my uh, Instagram recently. Oh yeah. Dig into that because that's going to be really tremendous. Um, he's bringing chefs from the black and African diaspora for the culinary village and seated dinners. And it's really, it's going to be, it's going to be next level. Um, anyway, so really excited to be helping him get started and uh, bring, bring his, his vision to our communities. Um, we're working with Clarkwood. They're, they're, they're so popular and um, they're doing so well. They're expanding their patio to kind of double their size so they can accommodate more guests. And uh, that's going to be a really beautiful design. Um, very kind of subtle, modern Tulum vibes. Um, and uh, we're working with the the owners to manifest that um, with the, also with the Tremonti architects, they've been helping coordinate. Um, let's see what else uh, we're working with Anita Pondicherry. She's going to do a, a bar upgrade um make that more of a more of a late night bar spot um which i think will be very cool and um an amenity to that to that development um let's see we're working with macon um she is uh opening in hanover um oh yeah that's she's the she owns uh the thai restaurant in the heights uh Oh, that's bad that I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, yeah, it's uh it's it's now now I've blanked now that you've blanked. <laughs> I, I know they have the, they have those purple dumplings. It's uh oh my gosh, they're I, so good. I can I can do this. Uh Kindy. Kindy. Yes. Yeah. Kindy Thai, so good. Um, and so she's opening uh in Montrose at the the Hanover. Um that's coming pretty soon upper kirby more, more so than montrose um, yeah like right off of kirby drive right the, the hanover like kind of right behind uh, where bex prime is yep yep um so that's that's exciting and then another exciting thing that we're just now looking at is uh, street to kitchen um they are going to be opening over in the concept neighborhood in the plant um concept neighborhood development at the plant in um over in the East End off Harrisburg. So that's going to be really exciting for them. And um, I think just just a real game changer in the amount of, of people they're going to be able to accommodate and the vision they want to bring to the the concept after the beards. Um, it's funny, we ran into them at the Beard Awards and it was just so exciting to have someone from Houston winning and like we all celebrated. And so now for them to be uh, opening something new and get to talk with them about that is um one of uh one of the things we're looking forward to yeah that's got to be an interesting moment for them because you know they open the first location on such a shoestring and it and it really doesn't have design to speak of it it all feels like kind of furniture that they cobbled together and it's got some you know it's got some stuff hanging from the walls but but not really not not nothing that i would describe as like true design so now they get now they get the chance to really put their spin on something yeah, they do. And, you know, they're, they're, 
they're very cool. They're very bootstrapping. Um, Graham, his, he has a motto, embrace the suck. If something sucks, you know, like you don't have a budget, just embrace it, like lean into it and like make it your <laughs> own and, you know, designing their own menus and things like that. Uh, I think make it, make it very authentic. And so for this space, I think, um, you know, they're still growing and I think we're going to, it's going to be light touch, but it's going to be evolving. And I think that's a really authentic thing for them um, as they evolve. And so, yeah, I just, I feel like they, they're going to, they're going to knock it out and then they're just going to keep growing and changing and making it, make it fit them as they, as they do. All right. And then I, I have to ask you, I have to ask you for no nos. Like you said, we, this is the the pizzeria from the owners of Nobis and the Toasted Coconut. I know that it's opening soon. I've been sort of trading uh, messages with Martin and Sarah Steyer about timing and all that stuff. But but you know they you sent out some renderings. I mean, this looks like kind of like the Pizza Hut of my eighties childhood evolved. Good. <laughs> um, is that is that a fair description of the designist or like you know talk to me about channeling Gen X nostalgia? but in a, in a modern kind of thoughtful way? Well, I think it is a niche that has not yet been very tapped by the interior design community, going back to Gen X Pizza Hut kind of uh, experiences. So it was really fun to just play around with that. And Martin and Sarah are so playful and fun and cool. And they had some great ideas and they have this little mini arcade that's carpeted and has this kind of dynamic geometric portal um they have uh all these booze because booze are the best when you're eating pizza so the whole restaurant is pretty much boozer banquets or there aren't really any loose tables unless it's on a bench um so it's it's very cozy it's it's gen x it's like a little wes anderson it's a little bit no-no's kitchen it's it's just like everything it's it's just pure nostalgia um and and we tried to do it in a way that didn't feel any kind of perfect or any kind of um you know polish necessarily but but everything everywhere you look there's something cool to look at and and everything is interesting and and eye-catching so um yeah it's, it's a great place to hang out with friends or bring kids or just grab a a slice. It's, it's kind of one of those catch all places that I think Montrose really needs because as a mom who lives in Montrose, it's like, you know, there aren't a ton of places where you can go and be entertained and eat good food and have a child and also get a great adult beverage and fill in the blank. So it really, really ticks a lot of boxes and they were so great. I mean, they were on eBay. They were getting like the pizza hut, Tiffany vintage pendants and all the fun decor and working with the arcade, pulling that together. So yeah, that was another really great collaboration with them. You know, I think about kind of easy's liquor lounge, which is also kind of channeling that like seventies, eighties nostalgia. It's uh, I, I don't know that there's sort of two sides of the same design coin, but I am, I am very much here for for a little more of that in the in the design world. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have a we have the, the whole the whole fun of designing is to not do the same thing over and over. You know, like I don't 
think we ever even do the same tile detail twice because what's the fun in that? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's great to have so many creative, visionary people in Houston who don't just want to look like some, you know, restaurant from LA or whatever. Everybody really wants their personality to shine through. And that's, that is awesome. I mean, are there some sort of trends that you're seeing? I mean, subjectively, I just, you know, I think about kind of that, that like real simple, like farmhouse aesthetic, you know, uh, or that industrial look like uh, Anvil in 2009 or Underbelly in, in 2012. You know, that that all seems to have gone away. Everything seems a little more lush now. Or or you're the designer. Let me ask you, like, what? how would you describe kind of the, the state of contemporary restaurant design? Well, I would say if you're going by Pinterest, there is a trend towards, you know, there's always trends towards certain, like, color stories. Um, there's a lot of kind of natural, neutral, and, like, West Coast influence design where everything is like like a little Kelly Wurstler. Um, there's a lot of texture and um, natural materials, but also some, you know, bold moments, great light fixtures. Um, and, you know, it's a it's a beautiful style. Um, it's just, uh, you know, it, w- once something is a trend, it's very easy to to be on trend and, and you see it and you, and you, you know, develop it. I don't want to say copy it, but like you develop it into, you know, your own interpretation of it. Um, But, but I don't know, for me personally, that kind of, uh, you know, that's, that's easy. Um, I'd, I'd rather just kind of ignore what's super trendy and go for something little more unique of course incorporating things that make people feel like the design is fresh and current but um trying you know not to look so so mainstream i guess um but yeah it's uh i'd say there's a lot more plant life in the spaces um a lot of a lot of greenery um and and you know um i don't know it's hard it's hard because we we, we fall in love with color palettes and then the next project we fall in love with another one. Um, we're doing some, <laughs> some really fun projects in Corpus right now that, which is kind of, kind of starting to blow up. Um, but I know that's outside of our market, but it's definitely, definitely worth a little worth a peek. If you're in that area, uh, the water street development is, and, and that's, that, I'm just speaking to it as an example of, you know, this developer who's bringing that back to life. Um, uh, Richard Lomax, he's, he's got a beautiful bakery. That's like very old world feeling. And then we're doing a Mexican restaurant called El Camino. That's very like, you know, retro, um, kind of like a, a retro Tex-Mex meets old Western meets kitsch, like vintage Hollywood. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really fun. Um, it's massive. So, um, that'll, that'll be opening pretty soon, but um, sorry, I got on a tangent. Where was I? Uh, design. <laughs> <laughs> design. You never, why, why do you think plant life is, is so hot right now? Cause it, it does seem to be sort of everywhere. Um, because why not? It makes everything so much better. Uh, you feel so much more like, like the space feels alive. It seems so obvious that like live plants could make a space feel more alive, but, um, you know, you have to take constant care of, these plants. And so you're, you know, the energy of, 
of just the care and maintenance of plants makes, you know, you don't, you, your space doesn't feel stale. Um, but it's funny because we we're just having this conversation this morning about um, how, how, how r- real plants bring a certain vibe and how um, faux plants bring a whole other vibe. And, and it's not necessarily bad. Like if you're trying to be like kitchen over the top and you have like a ton of faux plants and that works for your vision, then like go for it, you know, especially if it's like up high. So, you know, there, there's kind of three tiers of other natural live plants. Then there are faux plants that you try to make them look like they're alive. And then there are just purposefully kitschy faux plants that, that, bring a certain look to a space, but aren't, you know, they don't. Yeah. I've, I've seen this, like um, these like over the top kind of flower walls, you know, that are like basically designed to be photo backdrops for, for social media. That that's kind of its own thing. Oh yeah. Yep. We have, we actually have a client right now who wants us to do a flower wall and, and uh, that's going to be in Dallas though, not in Houston. Um, But he is opening. You got to have that Instagrammable moment, right? Like everybody's got to have like, one thing for people to take a picture of. Oh, you know, you really do. And it's funny because a lot of our clients, you know, they might, they might bring it up. Some people are like, it has to be there. It is, it it has to be there and it has to be, it has to be um, so obviously there. Like that is your Instagram moment. Go over there and take your photo. And, and that's fine. And, and it works. Um, But what we do with some, you know, a, a lot of our clients were like, well, if we make the whole space Instagrammable, then you don't have to worry about having just this like kind of moment that's kind of conjured. You can, it can just be like wherever you are in the space, you could take a photo and it could look fun and interesting. So there are a few ways to do the Instagram moment. Um, but yeah, there's no denying that it is a marketing element that continues to pay off. <laughs> um, and then I, I mean, I'll, I'll wrap it up with just how do you kind of feel about the, the state of gin design group? I mean, are you, are you growing? Are you, are you, you know, you mentioned Corpus, are you seeing more opportunities outside of Houston? Like, like what are your goals for the next year or two? Um, yeah, we're growing. We are, you know, I think it takes a long time to get to a place where you feel like you're scalable. And I think we're there, you know, our processes are super tight. Our, uh, portfolio is looks amazing if I may say so um, myself and uh, it's funny because I have a lot of friends on the west coast and I feel like there's so many opportunities um, to to do what we do out there um, so I'm definitely kind of starting to put out feelers to LA and San Diego and things like that um, we've we've established uh some some good relationships in in Tampa and Florida so that's been fun to get out there really cool things happening out there um but yeah I'd love I'd love to be be west coast and like you know I don't have to have it all but I'd love a few projects there because I love being there um being out of the weather here <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to live there I want to live here uh but yeah I think if 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 we expand I would definitely head west um and we are expanding our our custom furniture line. Um, we we you know build design and and have manufactured furniture for for restaurants and hotels and um, so we're expanding that to other firms. Um, 
and trying to to grow that side of the business more as well um, because it's it's really important I think for restaurants you know it seems so silly but like you don't want the same chair as everybody else and like at some point you're gonna have the same chair as everybody else if you know there aren't custom options available that are you know within your your budget and that are oh yeah there's god awful like metal ones with the round bottom and the the like the hoop that digs into your back like please please oh, no yeah. <laughs> please no more of those it's so funny yeah there there are a few of those still floating around every time we see them we're like so uh should we go ahead and go ahead and upgrade these but yeah i mean contract grade affordable furniture that's unique i think is really important um niche and we've been able to fill it for 10 years for ourselves so we want to be able to offer that to other firms um you know to to make their projects also unique and special um so yeah that's those are the those are some of the things coming up um we got other things in the pipeline that that we're still hashing out but uh yeah Houston is a great place to be and a great community and never a dull moment around here all right well I have to say that that does bring me to the end of my questions is there something I haven't asked you about that you would like to discuss you know, I forgot to give a shout out to High Key, a very cool Asian concept we're we're working on over in Kirby Collective. Um, that's going to be a really special design that's just now going under construction. Oh, and Cyclone Anaya's, I forgot. We're <laughs> so much to talk about. Uh, we're they're doing a full brand refresh and opening a few new locations to kick that off. So we've been helping them with that. Which again, more storytelling because that's a Houston a Houston story. So refreshing that and kind of keeping the story going, even though it's new ownership, that's been really fun. Um, there is a space down on, on discovery green that we've been concepting with Skanska and they're looking for an operator. It's a really fantastic space right off the park. So we're, we're hoping that, uh, that they find the perfect fit. I know they're actively searching right now. So that's, uh, something for the community to, to know. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I have a fantastic team that I want to thank. They keep it all together. Um, and thank you, Eric, for having me back. Well, you're welcome. Uh, it's been my pleasure. But of course, before I let you go, we have to play the lightning round. Okay. Five easy questions, five short answers. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. In Braverman, what is the design trend your happiest is dead? Alex chairs. Those are the ones you were talking about earlier. <laughs> uh, also on that list is Edison bulbs somewhere. The Edison bulbs are dead. <laughs> yeah, okay. those are old dead trends, but I'm still glad they're dead. <laughs> what is your go-to spot for happy hour? Um, Anvil. It's a block from my house. <laughs> yeah, it's a good answer. All right. What's the last TV show you binge watched? Oh, I'm finally watching Succession. What is a band you would love to see in concert that you haven't seen yet? You know, my sister just gave away her Beyonce tickets and I was real mad at her. <laughs> I would have really liked to go to that. <laughs> All right. And then finally, what's a new restaurant you've been to recently that you really liked? I, I ooh, That's a hard one because that's. All I do, um, I'm going to say my friend's restaurant home state in LA. I just got back last week and I'm so proud of her. She's on her like eighth location and um, she's brought breakfast tacos to LA because they didn't have breakfast tacos. So um, uh, I'll just go ahead and stay neutral and 
Yeah, that's get a that's a coward it's a coward's answer, but I'll let you get away with it. Uh, <laughs> give us the give us the website and the social media for Gin Design Group. GinDesignGroup.com and Gin Design Group on Instagram. Gin, thanks so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Okay, thank you for having me. Take care. You can follow me on Instagram at Eric Sandler. Keep it locked on culturemap.com for all the latest Houston bar and restaurant news. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next week.